0: Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Level Up and Live podcast, the show where we explore the intersection of business, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Sean Myers, joined by my co-host, Ewan Heinemeier. And today, we have a truly special guest joining us for the second time, the amazing Kendra Myers. Kendra is not just an expert in her field. She's a dog lover, business owner, and a powerhouse of wisdom when it comes to aligning our business and personal goals with the rhythm of life as mirrored by our furry companions. So get ready for an enlightening conversation that will not only inspire you, but might just encourage you to look at your four-legged friends in a whole new light. But before we jump into the conversation, a quick reminder for all of our dedicated listeners out there. If you're looking to make 2024 your best year yet, head over to our shared notes. We've got a treasure chest of free guides and planners to help you kickstart your journey towards a stronger, healthier, and more intentional life. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode with Kendra Myers.
1: This is a very special episode because we have none other than Kendra Myers on the show, in the house, and we're in the virtual studio today. I'm a tad sick, but I am uh, almost fully cured by seeing their faces on ZenCaster right now. I see Sean and Kendra, and uh, these are two of my closest people on the planet. And I love everything about them, everything they stand for. They are big. They love uh, people more than most. Uh, um, that They're vulnerable, they've worked on themselves, and they're very special people. And this might sound like an odd topic that we're gonna talk about today, but I promise you, hang tight. Try and prove us wrong that this is not very important. And and without further ado, we're going to talk about dogs today. Yes, I said it, dogs. Trip and Dixie. If you haven't met these two dogs, they are uh, beautiful, obedient. they got so much character. And uh, Sean McKenna will will obviously go into more detail about them. But we're going to discuss uh, the relationship between dogs, humans, and how we... How we show up in one area of life is how we show up in others, and this is a beautiful way to gauge yourself, where you're at, how you handle things, uh, uh, emotions, frustrations, uh, your joys and your loves with your dog. And again, so hang tight. This this is going to go a lot deeper than you think it is. So, Without further ado, Kendra, share what is on your heart today about the dogs. We're going to get into it.
2: Hi. No. Well, Sean said, Hey, we should have you on a, um, as a guest on the podcast. And I was like, to talk about what? And he's like, I don't know, like something cool, something important. I'm like, like dogs. And he was like, yeah, we can talk about dogs. I'm like, are you serious? You want to talk about dogs? He's like, yeah, why not? And I was like, okay, well I could easily talk about dogs because I think that no offense to all of the people out there, including my husband, but dogs are super important. Um, And they bring joy to our lives, especially my dogs that I feel like I treat like humans.
1: Why is that, Kendra?
2: Uh, To be honest, I have no idea. Growing up, we had dogs, but never, ever did I, I guess, like, take ownership of the dog. Like, I liked, there was this one dog I loved. Her name is Buddha. But she was like an outside dog, and she just, like, hung out. But I loved her still. Um, but I never understood dogs or like all the things that we're probably going to talk about today until we got trip, which is our first dog. And, um, he is 10. And at, at the beginning I was just like, Oh, Sean, we should go to the pet store and go play with dogs. And he's like, but why? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe we need a dog. And I remember at the time I was like, I want an English bulldog. And Sean's like, Ooh, <laughs> why would we want an English bulldog? And I'm like, it's just so cute. Like his little scrunch face. And he was like, I don't know. They just have all these issues. So we went to the pet store and I played with an English bulldog. And I was like, ew, this dog's boring. And then Sean saw this black lab and he was like, hey, why don't you play with this dog? And I was like, mm, I don't know. I don't, I don't really feel this dog. And I mean, he was cute, played, whatever. And then, um, Sean was like, what about that little yellow guy? And I'm like, Ooh, let me play with him. Immediately fell in love with Trip. And I'll never forget this. The day we got Trip, Uh Sean, we were at the Woodlands Mall. Yes, we bought him from the mall. Um, I say that we saved him from the mall because everybody's like, they're puppy mills. And I'm like, we well, saved him. We adopted him. That's right. You know, we, we saved him from that. But I remember we, like the pet store in the mm-hmm. Woodlands Mall is very close to like Macy's. And Sean was like, okay, I'm going to go to Macy's and I'm going to go to the bathroom and you're going to put the dog up. And I'm like, duh. <laughs> And I like laughed it off and he got back and I was like, I'm not putting this dog up. He's my dog. And I'll never forget that day because we took him home that day. And Sean was like, what are we doing? We had to go to Walmart and get like a pet bowl and like some dog food. Maybe they gave us dog food. I don't know, but we didn't have anything for a dog. So we had to go and get all the stuff for the dog. Um... And that's kind of just how our little journey began. And um, Tripp is honestly, what, he's 10? He's going to be 11 in February. Um, he's brought so much joy to our lives. It's unreal.
1: I'm going to be careful how I say this. So we just got the true story. Sean, how about you give us your version Uh We got the true one. So, you know, we'll, we'll hear yours, your version of it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sure you're going to back it right up. I like how you frame that. So I don't, Kendra, I know how to, I, I don't mess with Kendra.
2: You're a smart man.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's you. why you're, you're in the virtual studio today, man. So. <laughs> I'm not sick at all. I, I just did like uh, uh, 18 miles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so her story is pretty, 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 pretty spot on. And for what was going through my mind was, you know, here we are 2012. We and her just getting together. Like as far as, uh, it
2: was our one year anniversary.
0: One year anniversary. Wow. We, yeah. It was a big transition, right? We had done everything. It seemed like everything happened at once. We literally got married. I got terminated from Enterprise. No, no, no We
2: weren't married yet. We were just dating.
0: Oh, just dating. Okay, that's right.
1: Sorry. How uh, so y'all been married? What's, the, what's your next anniversary? We've
2: been married six years in May.
1: Six years in May. Okay.
2: But we've been together almost 12 years. 12 oh,
0: years. Yeah, that's right. So we were just so we were just dating and we had our one year anniversary. We had bought a house. I had been terminated and then so that was going through my mind is right? It's like, all right, how are we going to keep a roof over our head? We were I was living paycheck to paycheck and and we went to the mall. I don't know why. Did we go to the mall because of the dog, Kendra, or because of we wanted yeah, to Yeah, we the- were or-
2: bored, I think, and we wanted to go do something and I was like, let's go play with dogs.
0: Yeah. We we weren't, yeah. We weren't like, we're not mall people. Like, we don't just go to the mall, right? And for some reason that day, it was, we had went and we had walked in. And of course, we both, I was raised around animals. I had never had one as far as when, when, when it was just me and, and, uh, when I left that, uh, from my, out of college.
1: And, and so fast forward. You had a dog, uh, growing up, Sean, you said? Yeah. I had a
0: dog growing up and, so, and then there was that time gap, you know, I went off to college and then fast forward, met Kendra and got a house together. And then we're, we're together for a year. And so hadn't had a dog for, for multiple years. And so it wasn't even on my mind. We show up to the mall and I'm like, all right, cool. Well, I always love seeing like, for me, like it was important to see like when Kendra gets happy, like it, she is just beautiful to be around. Right. And so it's like, I spend my time, like, how can I continuously make Kendra happy? Right. Cause as long as she's happy, like it, you know, things are good. And so if she wants to go see dogs, okay, cool. Let's go see dogs. So I'm like, deep down inside, I'm like, I know she's, we're going to go in here. We're going to walk around. And then we're going to walk back out. Well, I don't know. The Lord had different plans because normally I put my foot down with certain things like that. We walk in, we play with the bulldog. I'm like, oh, man, this thing is not cool. We don't want to, you know, we couldn't see ourselves with that bulldog. So I, I already see like in my mind visualization, I'm like, we're walking out of here uh, without a dog because we are already having a bad experience. And, and next thing I know, I'm like, we catch this like yellow dog out of our, eye, out of the corner of our eye. And it's a little bitty cute puppy dog, like what, six, six weeks old, Kendra. Yeah, he, he was, was
2: like six or seven weeks. I
0: mean, this dude was like a little in the like palm of my hand. I was like, oh cool, you know. And kids like, can I play with it? I was like, all right. The little box in the mall, you know, you play with it. It's like not even twenty five square feet. She's sitting down, I'm standing up top, and she's like, you're gonna come in here and play. Like she was trying to sell me on it, like, and I didn't even know this. And I'm standing up there. I'm like, yeah, let's, it's only a matter of time before we roll out of here. Let's go eat some lunch. She's like, but he's so cute. I'm like, all right, yeah, he is cute, but you know, that's not what we came here to get. And she's like, we'll come in here and sit down and hold, you know, hold them. And I didn't know what was going on. I was like, all right, well, if this is making my ha- wife happy, like I'll come in here and I'll experience it with you. I go in there and this little dude, like he's just the cutest little dude, you know, and you touch him, you feel him, you smell him, you know, all the, I mean, it's like a cell. They, these people know what they're doing in the mall. They, they, they know it's like a cell's boiler room, right? It's like when you start touching these dogs. And so I think he started, he was just chill, And to make the long story short, Kendra like looked at me with her little, with her little blue eyes and started batting them, you know, it's like, and then she just went straight for the kill, man. She was like, can we please get them? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I was like, no, babe. And she remembers the restroom part. I don't remember the restroom part. That's the only part. I I
2: do, because you said to make a purchase that big, we had to think about it. and like overnight because obviously the mall puppy and him being a full bred yellow lab. I mean, he wasn't super expensive, but he wasn't cheap. And so, um, you were like, no, we need to think about it. We need to go home. And I'm like, I'm not leaving him. And you went, you were like, I'm going to go to the bathroom and come back and please put the dog up.
0: That that that's what I was. That's when I was like big on like Dave Ramsey. Cause he told you, it's he like, Hey, if you spend over 300 bucks, this dog was like 750 bucks. If you spend over 300 bucks, you need to take 24 hours to think about it. And that's why I told Kendra. So I was like, all right, that's right. I went to the restroom, came back. And yeah, the rest is history. She's like, can we please get them? And at that point, I was like, I didn't think about like the long term. Like here we are 11, 12 years later, we still have trip. Like how much, like just going outside of your element, going outside of your comfort zone on with what you're familiar with, right? How... Even though like every like part of my body was like, no, this is a liability. This is something that's going to take a lot of our time, energy and effort and take away from our goals. Like this was all going through my mind. Even though that happened, like the Lord works in mysterious ways and everything happens for a reason. He's not going to give us something we can't handle. I tell you what, man, he's been the best investment. Like as far as a dog goes, like joy, bliss, happiness, licks you in your face. Uh, Yeah. So that's. That's my side of the story.
2: Hey, I would just like to say though, real quick, Sean just called trip an investment. <laughs> Usually, he says our dogs are liabilities. So I would just <laughs> everyone to know that he is saying that our dogs are investments.
1: Not not all investments are monetary. Yeah,
0: right, but that's
1: right. <laughs> Some of them are spiritual and and uh, familial and um, yeah, it's so interesting because when I think about Sean and Kendra, just even saying it right there. I immediately think of two yellow labs. Like it's just synonymous. It is your family. Like maybe when you hear you and Kel, maybe there's some element of there's Henley and Lachlan as well. Like our kids, you know. And I, I they are your babies. You know, those dogs are your family through and through. And I've just known them to be part of your of your DNA for the last decade plus. You know, so you get the dog, and this is where it gets interesting because. Everybody can fall in love with a puppy, even you, Sean, you know, on the first day, you know, you were seeing it as a dollar thing, but you loved that, that puppy right away. Uh, And so that's, that was a spur of the moment kind of move. You know, so the next six months is all bliss, (laughs) (laughs) right? Because you can just talk to a dog and tell it what to do. And uh, it does exactly what you say. This is a period where you find out a lot about yourself and how you handle things under stressful moments because you don't have any other... Uh, you have nothing to fall back on. There is no blueprint. It's just you, your emotions and the circumstances at hand with a, a little being that you can't communicate with. So, you know, does that not sound like other areas that could show up, like owning a business? There's going to be things that get thrown in. Like, guy when you're dealing with a new... And I'm not comparing dogs to humans, but what we are comparing is your response to situations with another being that you don't have control over. You only have control over yourself. So, yeah, what was the first six months like getting, you know, there's the happy times with the frustrations and everything. What would that look like?
2: Honestly, with Tripp, it was so easy. He was so, so easy. Like, yeah, he didn't like his little kennel, but we didn't really make him stay in it unless – we weren't home. He like either. He loved sleeping under our bed. He was easy. Now, fast forward. You know, six years later, when we got Dixie, because uh, Dixie's five. I don't know how I survived that. Um, Dixie has had a very rough life. And mm. the first, well, we got her when she was a couple months. She had actually been returned to the pet store twice. Um, so we. Just to give you a little backup, since we told you how we bought Trip, let me tell you how we bought Dixie. So before our honeymoon, right after we got married, um, before our honeymoon, I said, oh my gosh, we need to find Trip a girl. And my niece always told Sean, Trip needs a mama dog. And Sean was like, I don't know. And he's like, well, let's go to the pet store and we'll just look again. And we saw this yellow lab. I played with her, but we were literally leaving in like two days to our honeymoon, And I was like, okay, this just doesn't make sense. And Sean's like, Kendra, we really need to go. Like, my mom's not going to watch a brand new puppy and Trip and her dogs. Like, let's just go. And I'm like, okay, you're right. You know, like, that makes sense. So we left. Fast forward. We went on our honeymoon for a week. We came back. And I'm like, dude, we need to go back to that pet store and see if that dog is still there. Like, she was so cute. And when I went back, um, we saw Dixie. And at this time, she was... I guess it was probably like two weeks later. Um, she was probably, I don't know remember how old she was, four or five months old. Like she wasn't a little puppy. And um, she was like the only one left. And the lady was like, yeah, she's actually been returned twice. And I'm like, what? Why? Like she's so cute and so fun. And she was biting everything. And um, the lady was like, yeah, she's just like a family bought her. I know one of the families bought her and they just said she was too much to handle because obviously she's a yellow lab. And a puppy at that. So I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And the girl was like, but we take her home every night. She's a snuggler. Like, um, we love her. And I'm like, that's perfect because Tripp and, not Tripp and Dixie, Tripp and Sean do not snuggle. They didn't want anything to do with snuggling. And I was like, that's what I wanted was just like a little girl dog to snuggle with me. And so I was like, Sean, we need to get her. And so we did. Okay. At this point, Tripp was no longer in a kennel ever. Okay. He, he roamed the house. He did what he wanted because he owned our house pretty much. And Dixie, we were trying to kennel train her and she would cry and cry and cry. Like I would put Trip in the kennel. I would get in the kennel. I would cover the kennel. I would put things in the kennel. Like I literally listened to every single Facebook expert, you know, all those people on the internet that tell you exactly how to fix your puppy. And it wouldn't fix. Like she was broken. And she would cry and it would make me cry. And I was like, sleep deprived. And I was like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? Cause like, she couldn't tell me. And I don't know, like she just hated it. And so we finally would like let her sleep with us unless we were gone. And then she finally got in the kennel and we were like, dude, this dog, she was potty trained like within a week. And so I was like, she's perfect. Well, then we leave her out of the kennel. And in that process, she decided to chew up our entire couch one day. I literally logged in on video and was watching her chew our couch, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, Dixie, stop!" I tried to see if Amazon could deliver a couch the same day. Just so <laughs> I didn't know that Dixie chewed the couch, <laughs> um and like she was sick. And I remember we got her fixed at six months because we were like, "We can't do puppies."
1: Wait, so we can got her, her, she had been returned twice? Twice, uh, but a family, and then another family.
2: Yes, wow. but that's because God knew she was mine.
1: Yeah, I, I have no doubt about that. The, the, the. the they, is so you know why they returned us because she was crying. She couldn't be.
2: Probably. You. She like hated it. Like she, I don't know. She like loved life, but she hated the kennel. And she mm. hated, like, I don't know. It was just different. She liked being around people. Um, But when she was six months old, she got really, really sick. And you were like saying a while ago, like sometimes we don't know what they're saying to us. Um, it took us about three or four months of her being extremely sick. Um, there was actually one night that I remember we were meeting you and Kel for dinner and I almost canceled because I was cleaning my house because she was so sick and it was all over my house. Like she broke wow. out of her kennel wow. and, um, like she was super, super sick and she didn't know how to tell us. Obviously we kept going to the vet thing like that. Needless to say, she had salmonella.
1: Wow. But whole, I mean, the time or was that just a random
2: so, I mean, not to, like, throw the vet under the bus, but when she got fixed, they told me they took her out back um, to try to go potty because of, like, the anesthesia and stuff. And that vet clinic had, like, livestock in the back. And apparently, that's how you can get salmonella as a dog. And they didn't realize that that's what it was. Like, it took months of, like, testing and stuff like that. And they finally sent her blood work to AM, And AM figured out that it was salmonella.
1: Mm. Um, and you were saying you are crying and staying up late and, at night and and sleep deprived. Like that's her. I, you know, I know how that it's, it's brutal. You actually kind of black out towards those times. And, and I know how you handle it. Kendra, you were there. I'm very curious, Sean, how did you, cause you're very regimented, you routine and on point and don't, you know, you keep things steady. How was that for you? Yeah, man.
0: It, it, it crushed me. And what I mean by that is like, I have very, like, at that point, this was, what, a few years back, Kendra?
2: 2018.
0: 2018, yeah. So, four years ago, f- five years ago. And this was that point where I was, like, building. And she knows, like, man, 14, 15-hour days and, you know, building the insurance business. And we were just had my head down. And I've shared another episodes, head down the sand. Just focus on, like, one or two different things within the business. And, and then, like... It was just always been me and Kendra and Trip, and Trip's been this like golden child, right? Like, I mean, no, you know, like vet once a year, like hasn't broken a bone, like, you know, goes, I mean, runs with me, goes jet skiing with us. Like, I mean, just everything's perfect with him. And then Dixie comes the out. Next. Do
2: you remember the time he jumped out of the window of your jacked up truck and he landed on his feet and just kept running? Yeah. Like, nothing even happened to him. Whoa. He was like amazing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And so when Dixie came in, when Dixie came into the mix, I mean, it was just like one thing after another. And so I was like, in my mind, I was like, oh, we're going to have another trip. Everything's going to be fine and rainbows and sunshines, man, the Lord had different plans. But let me tell you something, man, I, it to me in, in a beautiful way, it like grew me like when I reflect back. I didn't understand. Like during the during during those moments, it was very hard for me. It like pulled my piece because I just wanted everything to go back to like routine, structure, and what we were doing. Because it pulled a lot of time, energy, and effort away from like if something was going on with Dixie it would make Kendra sad. Well, then I would have to be there for Kendra, and well, one of my weaknesses is is empathy and compassion. I'm just like, well, hey, let's you know, let's let's fix it and move on, right? Like, but that's where. Again, this was several years ago, where I had to where I had to really show up uh, the best I could, and and that was another. It's interesting because that was another kind of like sign, like red flag, like wake up call. Like, why am I feeling this way, and I why am I showing up this way for my wife mm. when I should be showing up differently? You know, more compassionate and more loving and more there for her uh, during these these times. Because she, with Kendra, she showed up gave her whole heart, went to bat, like was on un- this unstoppable mama bear for, for Dixie would sleep with her on the, her mattress would take her to, you know, the vet in early mornings or late nights and just show up for her. And this, like, I had not seen Kendra do this in all the years that we'd been together. Mm-hmm. And it was like, reflecting back, I'm like, man, this really took me to a whole other level of like love for her because I'm like, so if I can't move and I need somebody to wipe my butt, like I know what Kendra's <laughs> going to be doing for
1: me. Like she's going to, Mama Bear is going to come out and get me taken care of when when the time oh gets rough. God. That's the weird Kendra's face.
2: About this,
1: that was brilliant. I love that, man, because that's that's love. Uh, it, you know, obviously, it sounds like Kendra's your motherly instinct. Just when someone someone needs looked after, you, you know, you stepped in. And Sean, how old are you at this point?
0: uh so it, i was i was probably 31 30 31 i was th- that was it right in that time yeah
1: right there um man you said it hey let's get past this let's 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 fix it i'm speaking to all the men all the husbands right now um check yourself right now i who you know if you're listening to this hands up who's a good husband you know you're a good husband everyone's putting their hand up right and all the guys like i don't think any a husband out are like nah i'm a pretty crappy husband Everyone's put their hand up. I would have said 30, 31, 28. I'm a good, I'm a great husband. You know, I'm man, what you just said right there, how could you be the husband that your wife needs when you're saying things like, hey, let's move past this. If, if any guy resonates with that right now, where you're saying, let's get past this, let's just fix this. Man, you don't understand your wife. You don't understand uh, females. And I'm saying this from personal experience. Like we just yep. don't get it. Our heads are, man, not just with your business, your head is down. Your head is down in life because you're so busy thinking about, well, you're thinking about yourself there, Sean. Let's get past this so that I feel good. I, yes. We all like, all say that. Let me, let's get through this so I can get back to my piece because you're pulling it right now. So yep. how, how, and again, when I say selfish, it sounds like that's some kind of like, Um, bad guy in a movie or a selfish evil guy. No, selfish is just you're just thinking about yourself. It's not like a deliberate deal. It's just you can't think outside yourself. Like When I think about my eight-year-old son, he wants to make a YouTube video right now because he just thought of it. Well, we're about to have dinner. Your mom's making dinner. It's late. We're getting ready to wind down, and you're upset now because you want to make this YouTube video about your new lightsaber, which I love. that. I love that we're going to do that, but that there's other people's worlds going on, and he wouldn't. He doesn't consider that. And that's the eight year old child talking about his lightsaber. No, man, I'm talking about a 31 year old you and heinemar Sean Myers, males not understanding um, the compassion, the empathy. Even if you are very empathetic, there's still areas you're missing. And Kendra, how did you? How did that show up to you? when Sean was like that uh, at the time, when not knowing. Um.
2: Well, I mean when Dixie was sick and stuff like that and we were dealing with that and Sean would be like, Oh my God, let's just move on. I'm like, dude, he's like, let's sell the dog. And I'm like, I'll sell you. Like I am not going (laughs) to let you sell my dog or he's like, let's return her or something. And I'm like, we're past the return window. Like he would make jokes because obviously she was returned so many times, but I'm like, that's not (laughs) how it's going to work. And I think he finally just was like, okay, well, she's your dog. Just let me know how I can support you. And I'm like, okay, that's the that's like what I want you to say is like, mm. I'll support you. Like she can be my dog. I don't care. Like I will deal with everything that her poor little life has to happen, you know, to mm. her. But,
1: but think about what you just said right there, her Sean, would you say it's her dog today? Dixie? Yep.
2: It depends.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, in, internally, like
0: I know it's both of our dogs and like she knows – like Kendra, can yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but she knows like if, if if push come to shove, like I got her back. And I think I'm mean, not. He, he
2: does. He yeah. does. He always yeah. says, like, Oh, Dixie, you're my baby girl. And I'll like catch him and he's like, Who's the best little girl? Or who's my uh what is he, what do you say? You're like, um, who's my baby girl? And I'm like, Me? And Sean's like, No, I was talking to Dixie. I'm like, What the crap? <laughs> but, <laughs> like but, shit, though. But, Look at
1: the morph, the the morph the, the wisdom and the maturity that has Comes along with that's available for men, right? Like Sean was to where that's your dog. Uh, let's kidding about son or uh, I'll support you in your your deal. Now, you know you're 36 going 37. It's so Only and this is a fast transition, really. I, I say this all the time. Most men do not awaken to the fact that they're immature with their wives and families until mid 30s, right? So you caught it you call it early, um, but that that you've able to. Come from where you are to now, and which one, which version is more happier? The one that's trying to pawn it off, push it over there, so I can keep myself straight, or is it the one that's got this family of love and got your wife's back and and your dogs, right? And it's the same with kids; like it's, it's no different. We don't show up differently with uh, living animals, like uh, uh, and, and human beings. So you still the love is love, and and so yeah. Kinder, keep keep going. So what was that like? That at the time.
2: Um. I am so sorry. I forgot. Like, what? What did you want me to explain?
1: <laughs> just the, uh, the 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 environment. I've never been
2: interviewed like this before. By the way.
1: Hey, this is this is great conversation. You know, I, I'm I've never heard this before. This is this is like I've known you guys for a decade and a half almost, and this is this is new. You know, I, it's really intriguing because we're not just talking about like stories and said like, this is like human beings interacting with, uh. How we do one thing, how so we do everything, and this these are great examples for people to hear, um, to check themselves. You know, are you are you hitting your dog? You know, are you yelling at your dog? Are you punishing, not disciplining? Because discipline super that. important. I was
2: so upset with what you just said. Like, who in the world would hit or punish their dog?
1: A lot of people do because they don't have the that. mental chops, the mental capacity to handle a frustrating situation with, uh, with with maturity. And well, hitting doesn't work. I never spank, never spank my kids. Well, one, uh, once or twice, m- when my daughter was young, I spanked her, and I realized real quick, I'm this is not what's going to work. This is I'm not doing that. I'm not against spanking. If people spank their kids, that's their decision and that's their deal, whatever. But for me, that was not what was required for my kids to to be disciplined. But so I think, and some people hit their kids as punishment. It's not discipline. It's not calculated and to help teach, right and learn. Uh, but some same thing with people's dogs, right? Like that—that that happens all the time. I mean, it's it's and, and you guys wouldn't even consider it, but so why would you not? Like how how did that never happen for you?
2: I think it's just because of what our dogs honestly have kind of like taught us. Um, hmm.
1: What do you mean? Like
2: I don't know. Like I can't get that mad at Trip or Dixie because they're so nice at not being mad at me. Like I can be gone for eight hours and they're not mad at me. They're like extremely excited to see me. Mm. Uh, they're happy to see me. I can step on their toe or accidentally do something to them that they don't like or maybe hurt them on an accident. And they're like, oh, it's okay. And they just like, well, Dixie does not lick my face. But Trip, we when he was a puppy, we taught him how to kiss. So if I do something that upsets him he like automatically just like forgives me and he's like, it's okay. Like, I mean, he doesn't talk obviously, but I feel like he does because he comes up to me and he runs and he gives me kisses and um, like, he'll lick my face. Like I, I don't love it, but I love it. If that makes sense. Yeah. I, when I lick it, your
0: face, you don't love it, Dave, you <laughs> love it.
2: Okay. But sometimes it's like, dude, I just took a bath. Like, come on. Um, But, and I think that that's why I couldn't do those things because they're so I don't know. They're so forgiving and they're so like loving towards us that it's hard to be anything different than that to them.
1: You know, at least I, I read this as a, like a Facebook post or something, but it was like, we have our, we have our whole lives and there's so many different things and our dogs are part of our lives and we love them, but our dogs, we are their whole lives.
2: Exactly. And so we have to make their life like, the best that it possibly could be. Like we have to Mm -hmm. take them on those adventures. We have to take them on walks. We have to, you know, like for our dogs, they love golf cart rides or whatever, or just spending time with them or taking them on our morning runs. Like you have to do that because that's their entire life. But I mean, going back to like, what do we learn and stuff like that? I mean, part of that's, okay, well, why aren't we doing that with the humans?
1: Yeah. You know, like- would you do because you're that so with your dogs you you find them so um easy to to be around uh humans are not as nice as your dogs a lot of the time and 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 yeah so a couple questions how do you handle that and then also sean i was gonna ask like so that's kendra's uh take on that like what was your take as well and and i don't know how you want to answer that but i want to get answers from from both of you uh, let's let's do you 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 say like kind of how you handled it then kendra i want to know how you handle humans versus dogs (laughs) uh handling humans just so i understand your question well for you sean uh, so when when um uh, frustrations communicating with the dogs discipline versus punishment and whatnot like kendra finds it easy to to be lenient for them because they're so good like how how did you handle that yeah, man. So I'm hardcore.
0: Like the my love my dad to death. I was raised like belt, uh, board, like hardcore, pick up sticks. I mean, I was raised by a tough man. And honestly, I contribute a lot to like what's allowed me to have a strong backbone and who I am who I am today, you know, so I don't take away from that. However, you know, there's different styles and it's not one size fits all. There's, and there's different ways to go about it. There's different beliefs. Different heroes, different heroes, right? Yeah, exactly, and so I think that's what my dad went with because that's what he was familiar with the way his, I, you know, I knew pops that's how they treated him, you know. So your dad was lenient
1: like, on you comparatively because my it, it, my parents spanked me, but I yep. know they were lenient on me doing because the way they were raised, you know.
0: Yeah, and so like I find that transitioning into like the way Trip and Dixie are, and I think there's a like for me and Kendra, like we have a good balance, and it's interesting because it's certain things. It's so weird. Cause like, even with like, I find myself more, more, uh, direct and disciplined with like trip, just the, the boy dog and like more structured, more routine, like, you know, and when we go on runs and some of the things that we do and like how, like when people come over, don't jump and and, and all these things, like I have these, these high standards with him, you know? And so like where Kendra is just kind of like low expectations, you know, lower standards for the dogs, even though that's important to her, she brings it, she brings, she brings it, she brings a side of a, a different balance or a different perspective with, you know, how, how the they are. The role. Yeah. just certain role. And so like there's law and order. Like I'm very like in like, let's stay within these lines. And for me, and then I'll reflect back and go, okay, was well, that too hardcore or is that too, you know, too, too aggressive. And a lot of times like You know, if you're asking Kendra and she'll be able to share her side here in a second. But, you know, she has a different she has a different approach with it uh, on certain things now with like and that's with trip. I don't know if it's I don't know. It's weird, man. Like, I don't know if there's some psychology behind it, like with 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 boy dogs. But then like on on with with Dixie, nothing is wrong. Like she's a princess. She does everything wrong. Like what her way goes like it's it's so weird to me, you know, and yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah that's really interesting to hear. It's it's we have a we had a, a a boy cat and I treated him totally different than when we got two he passed on and we got two little girl kittens and I treated them so differently. Okay we so were, I have
2: a question for you though Ewan. Yeah. So we're like comparing animals to humans.
1: I knew this was coming. You
2: have a boy and a girl kid, human child. So do you feel like it's different with boys and girls?
1: Zero difference. Like my son, 100% is treated different than I treat my daughter. And I'm very cautious, very careful uh, to make sure that it is not imbalanced. Like I'm going to treat him like a boy because he needs to be raised like a man. And she needs to be treated like a woman, like the, the little girl that she is, so that she knows what a man treats her like. But it can't be... Um, imbalance to where one gets more favor than the other, but the right treatment that they they need. So, but yeah, I totally uh, treat them differently. And and I, I almost, I think at one point I might have resented my parents when I was younger, like, oh, they treat my sister different. Well, yeah, because we got different roles, you know, as we we grow up and everything. So, but and even with the animals, it's no different. Like, so yeah, with the kittens, the the female kittens treated them differently than our male cat. And then we've had two boy dogs, and I know, I know, if we had a female dog, uh, in some point we might. Um, I would treat her. I just know innately, like you said, Sean, I can feel it. Like I'd, yeah. I'd treat them different. Um, just the the roles, man. You know, it's well, how do you see that, Kendra? Because you're you're on the mother side.
2: Uh, I don't know. I think I treat both of our dogs pretty equally, to be honest. Um, I don't know. I, I think I take our dog's side on anything. And I think that our dogs are perfect. Um, <laughs> probably like, I mean, just the other day we were talking to Sean's mom and she was like, Sean was like such a great kid. He was so perfect. And I'm like, Tina Myers, you <laughs> are so full of it. And she's like, what he was. And Tina was like, and then Sean was like, no, mom. And she was like, what? You did that? And like, it was just funny <laughs> to hear because I guess like as the mom, the mom dog, um, I don't know. I just feel like they're perfect.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, like, really that's like the same thing you're saying with my mom saying about me. Like she says I'm perfect. And then you're saying the dogs are perfect. But then you're calling my mom out because like, oh, he ain't perfect.
2: But our dogs are perfect.
1: <laughs> I think that's what every parent says that has you a kid or a dog. I think that's it's it's so easy to love animals um, if if you're a, a good human being. Let's put that put it that way because people who do not treat animals well, there's there's a problem there. You there know, a, a, from a, a, from psych, a psychological mental issue, uh, uh, things they've not worked on. But it's so for the average person, like it's so easy to love animals because uh, they can't talk back. You know, they don't have attitudes. As exactly. Such.
2: You know,
1: they're they're defenseless in many ways. You know, they're not as smart. They need looked after um and so it's so easy to to love them you know humans you got the you got the chat back you know people can people say things back to you there can be uh, uh intentional uh hurt you know defense mechanisms to to that don't come across as love you know it's it's so much easier well, than- I
2: think that kind of goes back to your question though you and about how do we handle humans differently than our dogs like I try to be respectful to people, but sometimes when I hear things that come out of their mouth and how rude that people are to other people or to me or, you know, whatever it may be, usually it's whatever that human is saying mm-hmm. that just irks me. And it's so hard to control how I react to that versus like a dog that they, yeah. they don't talk to us in rude I ways. Your
1: whole, your whole demeanor changed right there, Kendra. Like you're... you're- your 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 posture, your tone of voice, everything changed. You know, around and and this is not a like Kendra thing. This is like human human beings. Like they they talk about their animals, pets, this love and uh, you know good stuff. And then you think about uh, a human being getting into it with you, like it does, it changes it changes you. <laughs> it, well, I mean, I pretty- see it
2: every day in school. Like yeah. kids, I mean, I teach high school. Like kids are mean. Yeah, Like it doesn't matter if we were just talking to someone yesterday about this, and I'm obviously not going to say who they are, but their little girl is kind of being bullied at church. Like mm. kids are being mean to her at church. And I'm like, it's going to happen no matter what the parent, who the parents are. If the parents, you know, are active in the church or mem- just members of the church, just visiting the church or the parents or the preachers of the church. It doesn't even matter. Like humans, for some reason, We like, I I say we, but I don't like, but humans like to kind of bring other people down or try to get to them. They think that certain things are funny when they're not funny, they're hurtful. Um, And they say certain things to try to make not everyone feel included. And that's the thing that I don't like. Like I don't like at school when I see kids, they could be the richest or the poorest. It doesn't even matter. Like those kids are being somebody's being mean to those kids
1: and you're, you're, about- your personality types are like, cause we know this about each other or any numbers. You guys are eights and you're very protective, right? Like and if anybody that you love is getting picked upon or, or not looked after you guys are straight, like incredible hulks c- coming through. Yeah. It, you don't want to get in y'all's ways, you know? Um, and that has got to pull your piece and, and, How how do you feel? What what is that like? Then what is that like?
0: Yeah, so for me, like that, like for me, and I can probably speak for Kendra too. We like we thrive in those environments because me and Kendra all the time, like even for our dog, like even like I know we're talking about dogs and relating that, like even with kids, like people need. So sometimes parents or even like people in general don't have the courage to stand up and say something or do something about it. So this allows us to thrive in our environments, be the bulldozer that we need to be and and correct course, you know, and stand up for what's right. That's how I feel about it, you know. And I see Kendra doing that all the time is like maybe she's maybe she's not, you know, if she if, if something like that's happening, but she brings a different spin to it or a different perspective for it, perspective to it where she's able to stand up, actually say something, right, where the other person didn't feel have the courage or the instincts or the the, the temperament personality to say something. And it's just, we need more people like that in this world, which is a freaking leader in my opinion, that's, you know? Yeah.
2: Well, and that's kind of how it was yesterday. I didn't want to sound insensitive when I told the girl that told us about her little girl, I was like, look, like, it doesn't matter who they are. Cause she was very upset that it was church people's kids mm-hmm. that were being mm-hmm. mean, right? Oh, church. Like, yeah, exactly. But I'm really? like, it doesn't matter who they are. You need to talk to those parents and you need to make sure that they know what's going on because that behavior needs to be fixed. Like you need to not pull your kid from Sunday school because the other kids are being mean. You need to make sure that those kids that are being mean understand what they're actually doing because this is the thing. Sometimes they don't know. They don't know how it's hurting people. They don't know how their words are hurting. They're like little, like this little girl's like, okay, I'm lying. I don't know how old she is, maybe like four or five. Okay, so it's like, they don't know that they're maybe hurting her or whatever. There might just be little turds. Let me tell you this.
1: When I see a kid acting like that, I'm not looking at the kid. I'm looking right at their parents.
2: Yes. Well, and sometimes though, even though I, and I will say this though too, sometimes it's not even necessarily the parents. And I don't try to like say that just to like say all parents are perfect, but kids learn behaviors from everywhere, right? Like yesterday we were at, um Christmas and Sean was teaching like a two-year-old how to do a push-up. He's not her parent. You know what I mean? Like, and that's something positive. But these learned behaviors can be from anywhere. And um teaching high school, like some of these parents are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're acting like that. And they would never tolerate that behavior. But the kids are learning it from somewhere else. They're learning it from movies, TV, outside sources. Maybe they saw someone in a store say something. They're like little sponges. They absorb the everything.
1: Job, it's the parents' job to install core beliefs that even when they learn those things, they know they're off course. So yeah, True. they're still gonna be mean. They're still gonna say those things, but they know deep down inside that's not gonna that's not gonna right. cut it. Right, like and that's, that's kind of not, why like, I told her, like,
2: hey, have you talked to the parents? Like, are the parents aware? And she's like, well, I just figured out which kids it was this morning. And I was like, okay, well, my not that I'm a parent, but my best advice to you is to find those parents because the parents need to teach their kids differently. Yeah. Like, they're still in a young, super young age. and But that's where it hurts me as a human. And I guess I don't get along with humans so well as I do my dogs because <laughs> – um, when I'm outspoken and I'm like, no, don't put up with that crap. Like we need to get yeah. it fixed, but also go to the, go to where it can be fixed because like pulling your little girl out of church service, like the little kid's church service, that's not going to fix anything. Like that's going to actually hurt her relationship building with Christ because she's not learning whatever it is her Sunday school teacher is teaching her. Instead, you're having to pull her out. You know what I'm saying? And so, it's hard for me. To relate all those back to humans because the humans, sometimes we're just flat out mean. Mm -hmm. We don't realize what our words are saying. Because I mean, I'm guilty of it too. Like I don't realize sometimes whenever I've said something to a student, they were like, I had a kid one day, he was like, I'm so sorry that I made you yell at me. And I'm like, I yelled at you? (laughs) I was like, about what? And he was like, and he told me and I was like, oh. And I'm like, well, thanks for apologizing, but I don't remember that. And I'm sorry that I yelled at you to the point where you have like stuck with it you know what i mean like it's really like so obviously i'm not perfect either and the way we talk to people why why did
1: the kid why did the kids say that to you
2: okay so to be completely honest he was going through aa
1: Mm, okay
2: i guess i made a comment
1: how did he know to come back to say to you i'm sorry i made you do that
2: Um, he must've known something about you in the steps of, um, AA. I don't know them all. Obviously I've never been in AA, but he was in the steps where you go back and ask for forgiveness to people that you've hurt. And -hmm. he came back and he told me that he was sorry because he came to my, my class and I'm, I'm not dumb. I mean, for those of y'all that don't know, my biological mother was in and out of jail my entire Mm -hmm. life, um, Mm -hmm. for drugs and alcohol. And, um, so when kids come to my class and they're either high or drunk or whatever, Mm -hmm. I know I'm not an idiot. And um, I think that I would like try to like say stuff to him to like get him to understand, but he was also under the influence. And so it was like, it wasn't clicking. Mm -hmm. But when he went through AA, he realized like how much it upset me. And he was like, I am so sorry I put you through that. And I'm like, but you're a kid, you know, like I was being forgiving to him. And I never like it didn't hurt me, but it hurt me at the time. Does that make sense?
1: If he didn't, if he didn't uh, think that you cared or knew anything about it or had his back, then he wouldn't apologize. But so obviously he, he knew, even though you yelled at him, he knew what your core belief about him was, is that you care about this kid.
2: Oh, yeah, because I mean, it was three years after he graduated. I remember telling John, I was like, yeah, he reached out to me on Instagram and asked me for my phone number. And I was like, well, that's kind of weird. Look at the impact. (laughs) I was like, okay, what is it about? And then we talked and then he called and he apologized. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. But um, I don't think sometimes we realize like how our actions and how our words hurt other people. And I think that that's kind of why it's so hard for us to be so forgiving sometimes Mm
1: -hmm. to people
2: because we're like, okay, well, I just said, like, you need to stop. Like, how's that hurting you? You know? Yeah. But it does. It, and sometimes it's not about what we say. It's about how we say it.
1: Tone quality to huge. Hard. Yeah, tone, tone. And, and, you know, for me, I, I realized to me, like most people, um, when they act negatively or they act hurt or they they say negative things, man, you are dealing with who, who, who does that? A positive, powerful, um, self-confident winner do they act like that? They don't. Who who does? Someone is hurt. Down. Why, why do people say negative things to other people to try and bring them down so that they do not feel like alone? Because if I bring them down, I feel slightly higher up, right? Like it's it's a, a negative uh, exchange. And so to me, that's a hurt. That's a hurt person. Like anytime I see something negative, I, I teach my kids this, like, if you catch the ball, it's going to hurt. They threw something at you. And if you catch it, you're going to hold on to it, and it's going to hurt. So you can never catch the ball. Someone throws something at you, you bap it right back to them, and you keep that ball over there with them so that you can not get influenced or impacted by those people, and and keep it over there because if a if an animal is wounded and they're hurt, you don't you wouldn't kick them, you know. And that's not that I see human beings as wounded animals, but it just as a technique to not. Um, so I can stay in control. Everyone's personality types are different. P.S. This is not like a advice. This is this is just how I, I handle it. But I, I have to realize that these people are hurt. And if I don't, I'm going to be in a lot of pain. And, you know, and y- y'all's personalities, uh, y- y'all are uh, such big lovers. And what's funny is, Skander, like you've said it before, a lot of people might think that you're coming across as abrasive. And the more I study y'all's personality types, like, y'all are the you guys are the biggest lovers. Like you love people so much that it just comes out raw and real, and it might not even seem I'm
2: filtered. <laughs>
1: yes, I'm filtered, and people might even be brace Like, why would she say that to me? And yet they have they've missed the communication that they they were receiving. They'll they'll figure it out later. That's what you were doing. Perhaps hopefully they will. Uh, but up front, it almost like which could be frustrating for you too, because like you're giving all this love, this great advice, like this this backing, and people might respond back a little cold you know because they're not used to that kind of realness that love you know
2: i and so you know it's funny you say that i did you ever listen to the podcast that sean and i did at the beginning i about the colors
1: oh yeah yeah i did yep
2: okay so that is something that i did with my classes is the color test and i did that because i am a red but um and i am abrasive and like i do say things that sometimes hurtful but then Knowing that I don't want to say things that are hurtful, I don't want to be the person that seems like I'm unfiltered because I don't care. But be- I want people to know I care, right? And because I do ultimately. And um, so I went through that color test with all of my students, and I was like, hey, I want to know who y'all are because I've really tried to work on how I'm talking to other people. Because even though I am that's my personality, and I'm so passionate about certain things. And that's why I'm doing it. It doesn't make it right.
1: Well, you just said it a a few minutes ago, like your tonality, how you say things can change the whole, like, like, I really love you. I really love you. Like, oh, yeah. Like if
2: somebody yelled at me in Russian, and then they yelled at me the (laughs) same exact thing in English, I would feel like the Russian would sound so much more meaner just because like the tone and the the
1: tone. Which is totally controllable. Have you found that you're able that like you like you? Did you, you said you've been working on that, or, or like
2: well, I am not perfect, but I try. And I've Sean can attest to this in our marriage too, because I mean, I would back in the day, like especially when we first got the dogs, I'd be like, "Dude, I will sell you first. Like you're gonna <laughs> go I'm not the dogs stuff like this. But now I'm like, okay, how do I relate more to Sean, and how do I become a better wife? And stuff like that. And it's more so like, okay, do I forgive him? You know, like kind of like dogs, they forgive you. I step on trip, he's going to forgive me in five seconds and give me a kiss. Um, and so it's kind of like, am I going to continue to be mad at certain things? Or am I going to get over it? Like, for example, this morning, my husband ate my breakfast.
1: <laughs> and i was so
2: mad. What I'm happened? so hungry. But it's like, okay, is it really life or death? Like, no, I'm not going to die. And like, what do you get milk.
1: if you don't forgive? Then I'm just going to
2: be angry all day and it's my birthday. I ain't got time for that.
1: Yeah. Not not that you let, ab- like you don't let him abuse you and let him eat your breakfast every day, you know, uh, but you, you, you forgive that one thing, thing and work it out.
2: Yes. He just ate the one thing I wanted <laughs> to eat.
1: Sean, what but, are you, You're dying to say something here, Sean. What is it? Dude?
0: <laughs> no, I just, I love it because the funny thing is like with living with another, you know, type a personality, right? The, the In 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 building a business and like even mine and Kendra's friends and like who Kendra like really loves and like takes care of temperament like a personality like uh, like our temperaments we really love folks that are like harmony like our moms like the the ones that can't stick up for that don't stick up for themselves that's where like they get us that's where we're like we got you you know because there is zero tolerance and that's why I think we love dogs so much and like dogs are so like they're so like, they can't do nothing wrong. Right. They're so harmony and peace and bliss and like they won't bow up to you, you know? And then like, that's what softens us. Yeah. You know? So with Kendra, like, yeah, with things like breakfast and, you know, all these things, like her eight comes out, her type a personality comes out and then she comes at me and then I'm like, before like years ago i'd have been like oh no we're going we're, we're ramming this you know we're going at this like eights don't back down to other eights we just don't you know and then i was like okay and then fast forward right and on my health my, my journey of leveling up i'm like now Kendra knows i'm like like i do things that i try i'm like just breathe you know and i and i i, <laughs> I do these things that i know like okay i tested that that didn't work that backfired yeah so- you should
2: never tell your wife to just breathe <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so i've learned that, that right? is no
2: relationship advice for every male listening never so, tell your wife to breathe
0: yeah agreed right of and there's certain things that you you know you got to test you got to try out and kind of figure out and now it's like you know uh like she came in this morning and you know we and said i ate her breakfast of course in my mind i'm like i didn't know you know I didn't know it was her breakfast, and so we talked through those things, right? And 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 it kind of comes down to a level playing field versus you know like not start up here and escalate things. Now it's like okay, let's bring it down here. Let's get on common ground and let's 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 talk. Let's not hash this out, but let's talk about this like adults and we'll and see what we can do moving forward. You know what, to make sure that doesn't happen again.
1: What's funny about that is like you can buy the flowers. Well, oh, that's love. You could you could go on the nice date nights. You can go on the vacations. You can buy the, the gifts. That's love, right? No, I don't think so. That's that's just like some cherries on top of of a relationship. What is love? Is when you could get into that head to head and the other person backs down because of love, right? And it's not even backing down. That's the wrong term. It's like I'm not backing down because I want this to be okay. I'm I love you, and I I don't win this argument for my own ego. How how pathetic, you know what I mean? And we've all been there. Like, man, I I still remember the days of trying to win an argument. Okay, you won the argument. Well, but now you're a jerk. So was it worth it? And
2: you know know that we'll all be in that situation where we're going to all try to win the argument, you know, in the future too, because we're not perfect. But it's trying to recognize the fact that you don't have to win the argument, or it's not worth it, or... Um, I know this sounds kind of silly, too, but y'all remember those bracelets? What would Jesus do? The WWJD? Mm-hmm. We all yeah. wore them back in the day to remind us what would Jesus do in certain situations. It's kind of the same thing now. And sometimes it's kind of like, okay, well, I literally thought this this morning. Okay, if Tripp would have ate my breakfast, would I have been mad?
1: Mm, good experiment, Kendra. What it's you think? Like,
2: No, I would have been like, Bubba, you ate my breakfast. What are you doing? And he would have been mad. And And then he would have like, no, I can't be mad at him. And then he would have kissed me on my face and I would have been just fine. And so I couldn't be mad at Sean. Now I was a little upset, but I also sometimes have that expectation. Okay. Well, Sean, I mean, please don't lick me in my face, but um, like say, Oh, I'm so sorry, you know, or whatever. Just acknowledge like, Oh crap. Like I messed up. I ate your breakfast. I'm sorry. Um, And then that's kind of sometimes what it is because It's not that dogs can talk, but they do acknowledge that you're upset and you're like, oh, my gosh. And then they get so excited and they want to like love on you because they see you're upset. And that's kind of how humans should honestly react sometimes to each other. You're
0: dead right.
1: Sean, how would you react, Sean, if if Trip ate your breakfast? What would would you do? For
0: probably a good solid – 15 seconds i'd be like dude what just happened and then immediately (laughs) i'd flip the light switch and go one or two things are gonna happen right now hey what's done is done what's happened is happened nice and then i'd look at myself in the mirror and go i left i left it to where he where he ate it that's that's extreme ownership it's the same thing in my marriage in the marriage too like whatever happens like this morning i ate her breakfast i'm fully responsible for that and so, what can I do moving forward? Right? Do we need to name, the meal prep? What What do we need to do? Right? So, there's, I take, I take extreme ownership in for for everything. And then, what I do, even if I, even if it's not me, even if it wasn't me, right? And trip ate the breakfast, then I still assess, the, I still assess the situation. Is like, what can I do differently moving forward so that doesn't happen again? Right? Because the definition of insanity
1: is doing the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. What I, What I'm not hearing is a knee jerk frustration anger right off the bat and holding against them for hours on end which is you know and, and you you said 15 seconds man i that's my definition of success in a relationship when because like kendra said it you are going to argue and getting into, into issues and and have arguments and the ego will kick in and you're going to want to win uh yep. my my definition of success is how fast can you condense the time of yes. that your negative experience to like hey let me apologize uh, and if you can get it down to within seconds, like even during the argument, you know, it's about like, hold, hold up, I realize what's going on here. I'm doing this and I'm going to try and win this argument here and I see what I'm doing. And yep. let me just go ahead and stop and ask you, man, what did you really mean? Was that what you meant? Uh, of course, that's not what you meant. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Let's let's start again. You know what? That's helped so many conversations with me, me and my wife that's taken years to perf- like to build that muscle and it still doesn't always work and i'm I'm hearing you say the same thing you know but yeah no it just it, it allows you to to
0: keep for me it's like it allows you to keep moving forward and like focus on what's important because if not like you do it the other way like i've done before uh in the past and i mean dude the only person that's miserable is you right sure everybody else around you you can make that environment miserable but it's like going back to relating the, to the dogs, like, you you know, they could be upset for 10 seconds. You step on them, you spank them or, or, you know, whatever the, whatever, whatever it is that you're doing, you know, with the, with those dogs. But at the end of the day, within five or 10 seconds, they're turning around, licking you in the face, smiling, excited to see you. And I'm just like, how do I do more of that? Because if they're, you can tell they're living in bliss. They're living in, you know, they have peace and they're happy. I'm like, dude, if I can get a percentage of that, you know, then I feel like that's that's part
1: of leveling up and living yeah. life. You know, man, just just you saying that makes me think of our relationship with God. He doesn't even have the fifteen seconds of anger. God doesn't get angry like he he does. He does get angry. Let, let me say that. But he he loves us, and he's as soon as you screw up, the worst possible thing that you could ever do. You, you could spin around. He's got his arms open, waiting yeah. for you to, to come right back. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, man, that's that's a fact. But um, man, we are almost that. This is the longest podcast I we've ever done. I, we could probably keep speaking for another hour. And you, very interesting. We started off talking about dogs, and we got deep into humans talking to humans and the relationship and how we communicate with each other. This this applies to family life, your friends, uh, and man, your business think about all, everything that was said here today i like can easily think this is just about dogs but this is about human responses to uh, uh all different kinds of situations under stress and relationship building and and maturity and immaturity and, and all that so yeah any, well, and I think
2: to kind of dovetail on that you and too, like it's 2023 and people are complaining that it's a rough year or it's you know it's hard or whatever like in order for that to change we have to change
1: yeah Yes, you know, it's not. It's not easy. It's not comfortable, but it's worth it. it it's it's really? worth it once it's done. Any final words from from you, Sean? Level up and live, baby. Level up and live, Kendra. Level up and live. Thanks so much for for giving us your time and and your insights, and I I, I loved it. This this is one of my favorite favorite conversations yet.
2: Thanks for having me, y'all.
1: Yeah, thanks, thanks, Kendra. All right, have a great day, guys. And there you have it, folks.
0: A big thank you to Kendra Myers for joining us today and shedding light on the uncanny connection between business, personal life, and our beloved canine companions. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with your friends and fellow dog lovers. Now, before we wrap up, I want to remind you about our special New Year's offer. As we gear up for 2024, we've prepared some fantastic free guides and planners to help you chart a course for a strong, healthy, and fulfilling year ahead. Head over to our shared notes to grab your free resources today. And as always, if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the Level Up and Live podcast on your favorite platform. Your feedback means the world to us and it helps us bring you even more incredible content. Remember, you have the power to level up your life. Until next time, keep striving, keep growing, and keep living your best life.